You're listening to Grindhouse Courthouse. We put movies on trial to determine whether or not a film has committed too many movie misdemeanors to be considered viewable. Please rise for the Honorable Judge this episode. Welcome to Grindhouse Courthouse. The court is now in session. Hello, everyone. I, Adam, will be presiding as the Honorable Judge for this week's episode. Along my side is the jury. We have Tom and a special guest, Matthew. Please say hello. Hey. Tubular. This week, the court will be analyzing the case of the People vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. That's correct. We've skipped 1 and 2 and have gone straight to the end of the trilogy. This 1993 martial arts superhero comedy was written and directed by Stuart Gillard, who literally directed nothing prior to this movie besides a few episodes for TV shows that looked like they should have been canceled after the pilot. TMNT 3 follows the beloved turtles back to ancient Japan through some form of time travel. Rest assured, some wacky antics occur and shenanigans are had when they fight back against a British colonial leader. Yeah. Produced for 21 million, it earned 54.5 million back in the box office, doubling its budget. But the returns were barely more than half of the previous film and one-fifth of the first. Thus, TMNT 3 was rated the lowest in the series and received a neg- negative review from the critics worldwide. Rotten Tomatoes has the film at 23%, while IMDb has it rated as a 4.8 out of 10. Please note that out of the five live-action Turtles films, this ranks the lowest, and Michael Bay's adaptation only ranked slightly higher. I'm fairly confident that gives us a clue of what kind of movie this is. The prosecutor for this trial will be Dylan, who will be arguing that this movie is historically inaccurate and that Chud is the only movie with mutants living in the sewers of New York City that is worth watching. The defense of this trial will be Dave, who will convince the people that pizza time is truly any time and Cowabunga is more than a catchphrase since he has it tattooed on his lower back. Let's see if TMT3 holds its ground as a fun time time travel movie or if it's a thing of the past and is only praised due to nostalgia. All right, let's now move on to hear the opening statements from the prosecution. Dylan, take it away. All right, and before I start, I do want to testify that Dave does, in fact, have a tram stamp of Cowabunga. That is You're all just fucking jealous. <laughs> all right, um, that's a word for it. <laughs> this movie is designed for 10-year-olds with severe ADHD. It's the only way you can watch this movie because every single scene is a nightmare. Um, The turtles are noisy. They make stupid one-liners constantly. They don't even talk to each other. They just make odd pop culture references that are severely dated now um, to the point that you just begin to go insane anytime you watch the turtles on screen, which is, by the way, every single scene. There's there's nobody else really in this movie. Um, The plot is completely asinine, um, designed around their need to make uh, samurai-themed turtle action figures, and the animatronic technology that had advanced since the first and second movies, which are pretty good, by the way. This one, they had learned how to manipulate the turtle's lips, which makes things much, much worse with their weird, toothy grins. Their teeth are far too big. It, it creeps you out, and, and everything about this movie is... It, the nostalgia doesn't even save it. Anyway, don't watch this movie. It is literal garbage. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, Let's carry it over to Dave for his opening statement of the defense. Dave. This movie is a great family fun movie for everyone. Doesn't matter the age at all. You're in for a good old wacky ride back into the 1606, I believe, in feudal Japan. It's wonderful. You get a little bit of everything. You get some wackiness. You get some little kung fu action. A sword fight, you get guns. Oh man, just everything you have. And the biggest part of this movie is actually you learn in depth about Casey and his struggles and his decisions in his life. <laughs> and that is where you learn life lessons. This movie has it all. You should watch it. Thank you for that, Dave. Your Honor, Your Honor, I would I would like to make a motion that Dave cannot keep putting in these awkward pauses and making us all think he's going to stop talking when he's not. I thought he was ready to cry at one moment while describing the wackiness of this movie. So, all right, let's move to our first case. Dave, as a defense, what do you have prepared? I'm actually going to let my uh, counterpart bring us in the first scene. 
Okay, thank oh. you. Yes, I, I'll, we, I'll yeah, be doing I, the first scene. Um, because I come on, just, Judge, I mean, get with it. Yeah, yeah I guess, well, we don't really have a structure with this, so why not? Dylan, do we, go do ahead. We even, do we even need the judge at this point is kind of the question. We got two jurors. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this episode, we might not need him. I'm just here so you guys don't fight. I'm trying to guide it along. So let's hear that case. You're doing a great job so far. I say we team up and just go after Adam. That's my <laughs> Okay, so anyway, I'll do this stupid scene. Um, my scene is going to be setting up the plot, and it'll take me... Okay, time it. Here's the plot. So April O'Neil goes to an antique store and finds a lamp that's from feudal Japan, and it time travels. There are Ninja Turtles also. There's the plot. <laughs> so, as far as I remember, the turtles... It wasn't, they didn't exist in a world of magic. Like, yes, they're mutated and talking, but they at least tried to explain it with ooze. Some kind of ooze <laughs> turned them this way. So in this third movie, they're just like, yeah, that's true. Also, there's just fucking magic. Like, there's also magic, which I feel like violates like a pretty basic canon uh, component of the Ninja Turtles. Because the Ninja Turtles, they got a lot of things. But it's based on hard science. <laughs> Aliens from outer space and ooze. <laughs> That's how this world operates, not magic. But by introducing this stupid fucking lamp, and why they chose a lamp, and I'm not talking like Aladdin's lamp, I mean like a giant stick attached to like a street lamp is the time travel device, which does transport them back to feudal Japan. And so basically to give you the idea of the plot, there's this daimo named Lord Norinaga, and he's played by Saab Shimono who most of us would know as the voice of Mista Sparkle and the chef who fed Homer the poison blowfish. Um, so he, he's been fighting with rebels led by a woman named Mitsu and the son of Lord Norinaga, he's got the hots for Mitsu. So it really starts with the, the Lord about to basically execute his own son, but then he decides he's not going to. We meet some weird European pirate looking guy. His name is um, Walker. Um, he's played by Stuart Wilson, who, by the way, was actually in Quentin Tarantino's Grindhouse, super meta, name of the namesake of the show. So there's all these connections. But anyway, long story short, they travel back in time and they get inserted into this feudal battle between these rebels, this daimo, daimyo, and then also this European pirate guy who's basically the real bad guy kind of fucking shit up. But it's your typical shitty kids show where they have, like, really cool weapons, but they never use them, you know? It's like Wolverine would never actually, like, hurt someone. So the whole movie, I was just begging Raph to literally just <laughs> stab a man dead. Like, just stab a man in the heart. And then the rest of the movie is just trying to teach kids about death. Where Raph, everyone just starts <laughs> freaking out because Raph has, like, murdered somebody. <laughs> This is a PG <laughs> film, by the way. I don't think we need the, the blood and gore. So anyway, that's family friendly. Family friendly. Remember? For everyone. Yeah, but I believe in raising children up to the level of adult entertainment, not bringing adults down to the level of children. So they should have just had Raph stab somebody. That would have made this movie way better. Also, I like to point out my uh, counterpart has been describing the plot for like over 10 minutes, I believe. This is a very in-depth plot. <laughs> no, I did it. I did it the first time with within 10 seconds. Okay, anyway. Uh, Casey Jones is also involved, and he's cast twice, and they don't really ever explain why. Or at least if they did, I wasn't really paying attention. But Casey Jones exists both in modern day, and there's a Casey Jones looking... Well, it is the guy who plays Casey Jones in Feudal Japan. They are officially different characters. And April O'Neil confuses them, but it they don't really. It's his great, it. great, 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 great grandfather. Wait, is, it, is his name also Casey Jones? No, it was in his soul. It is Matthew. It is. <laughs> Their souls are linked. Yeah, and the only good thing about this whole movie is that you learn a little tidbit about Casey Jones's early life, and we'll get to that later. But, um, but you have to be a real deep viewer like I am. But otherwise, this movie is unwatchable. Anyway, that's the All first right. scene. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. Uh, Dave, do you have a rebuttal or any remarks? Yeah, based? I have a great rebuttal for his magic mojo. I believe after the guy comes from the past, they actually sit down 
and they redesign the time travel machine with modern technology. He rebuilds it with technology. So it's not magic. It's just so, fancy turtle. Wait, technology. do they? I just, think they think they they're do. going to. He he hits this keyboard with his his thumbs and stuff in it. He does all the calculations. So just just to clarify, the scepter lamp that performs the first act of time travel. So what okay, so what happens here because now you're saying there's two devices that can time travel? No, it's the same. He just rebuilds it. It breaks and he rebuilds it with technology. Magic. And it works again. No, no, no. Technology. He he has like <laughs> three computers and he's typing and he goes, "Oh, this is the calculation." Who is he? he Who's the name? I think it was Dontello. That sounds about right. Dontello is the only yeah. one that can do anything in these films. And so. he figures it out in like five minutes. It's very simple technology, apparently. Like, it's great. Yeah. He just can solve it. Yeah, and time travel is a thing back. that you can just... Okay. <laughs> well, when you're Dontello, you can. Are you saying you're as good as him, Adam? No, no, no. I'm just saying that oh. time travel seems <laughs> to be something that can be solved over a weekend based on, I don't know, Avengers Endgame. Now this. So Either way. They have a little mishap, and April actually gets switched. So the turtles have to go back to save her. That's the major plot point, I guess. Okay, so... But the real plot point, the deep down one, is all about Casey. <laughs> and his soul familiar wit back in 1606. I'm so confused now. Okay, so I'm going to pause right there. I saw Tom's face cringe and get ready to ask some <laughs> questions. So I'm going to hand it over to the juror jury members uh tom would you like to go with your first question and then we'll have uh matthew follow after that dave how do you justify the inclusion of magic into the <laughs> tnt universe i just explained it wasn't magic thank you very much but we had you, you said that it was magic first and then technology later so no, i'm fully he... willing to accept that it can be both but it was one before the <laughs> other we're, we're not informed of how it was made in the past it could be done with ancient technology but we know in the present, Donatello makes it with technology. So as far as I know, there is no magic. Because we don't know how it was made back in 1606. Well, it didn't use a computer. Well, it might not have been a computer, but it could have been one of those, I don't know, kind of think what they're called. A magic wand. Yeah. <laughs> Are you suggesting that an abacus created <laughs> there we go. a time machine? Through his own crazy calculations, yeah. I'm going to throw a hypothetical. You can't say no to that. You, you, you don't know either. So. I'm going to throw a hypothetical. Is this one case where the, the lamp that we're considering magic is actually the device, like, when the turtles go back in time, they leave the lamp there, and then it travels to present day, and then they use it again? Like, are we in a, the same a feedback lamp. loop? It's the same lamp. Is the time travel works by two people holding the lamp at the same time, but it's fucking time travel, so I don't know how that works. But it's basically a split screen. So two people are holding the lamp, and they switch places. So it's the exact okay, same so lamp that just exists in the past and exists in the future. So it's a wormhole. You have to switch places. It has to okay. switch with mass. Mass has to switch. So they have to be the same mass, and they have to be holding it at the exact same time. So back in 1606, two or four members had to be holding the lamp at the same time for some reason so that the turtles in, I want to say, 1993 are holding it at the exact same time, weighing the same mass, and then they swap places. This is how time travel they is working swap in this movie. clothes, so you don't actually take your clothing back. Well, Terminator established that when you time travel, you can't take your clothes with you. You have to be naked. It's the <laughs> yeah, only <exactly>. way. <laughs> I'm just trying to set up the, like a clear rule of how time travel works in this movie, Wait, so, but I don't so think we're going to get there. Stupid as hell. Your Honor... Your Honor, I would also like to point out that it doesn't make sense when you say that they have to be holding the lamp at the same time. The, because the it's past is happened. in the past, and the future is in the future. Uh, I think we need to take a few hours and really break down exactly how time <laughs> travel works. But, uh, yeah. We're, we're going to, okay, we'll, we'll sidebar that one. Wait, hold on. Matthew, I got, would you, wait, so. Yeah, so, yeah, I was, so I was four, bringing it over four, to you, Matthew. So four guys from Japan in 1606 get transported into New York in the 1990s. Yeah, how fun is that? Can we watch that movie <laughs> instead? <laughs> well, you get to see bits of it. They go to a bar and they learn how to play hockey with uh, Casey Jones. They have karaoke. And they have karaoke. But the real problem here is how the fuck they knew four guys were going to be holding that lamp at any point in time 400 they years actually, in the past. They actually, they actually talk about this because the son actually tells them that the the, the lamp is going to be taken to the holy shrine by the four-person honor guard. 
So they knew that. How did he know that? And why would they all, why would four people walk holding this thing? I believe it was like in a cradle and they had like, it's like a, the pole carrying and they're all in four corners holding the magical lamp up. So they weren't all physically touching the lamp. No, they were. They were. They were literally, <laughs> by the way, the sun was totally wrong. They were not going to the temple. They just happened to still all four of them be holding the lamp. They were in the middle of a battle, <laughs> which I really want to get into that scene because these, well, these honor guards, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just getting into this scene. So these, they're in the middle of a war, right? So the, the daimyo has a big battle with the rebels. His four honor guards, his most important warriors, take a timeout in the middle of this war to all four of them hold this fucking lamp in the middle of just utter chaos. And not one of them's like, you know, we should probably like go fight and participate in this war that is happening all around us. And then the other one would have been like, no, we need to all four of us hold this lamp at the same time. Do you watch like ancient wars? Like, do you see the general charging in the front of a war? You never see that. I have always no, back there with their guards in the back, holding a lamp. He's usually in like, like a little boxed-off area with like little sheets hanging up, and he's sitting on a little stool in the middle, and he's like directing him from back there. That's what he was doing. His honor guards there; they're not in the front of the battle. When Hannibal crossed the Alps, he was holding his lamp the whole time. <laughs> so, but they don't uh, actually show the people holding the lamp in the battle. They just show the turtles teleporting into the battle. This kind of makes me think that they thought it had magical properties. Like, were they going to try and use it as a weapon? Is there, like, do we get any history behind the lamp itself of why they think it would be important? Do they know about time travel back they, in 1606? It's only legend. Basically, it's in a statue, and the statue falls over and it falls out. So this thing, allegedly, or at least it should have been kind of forgotten, but... Even though it was hidden away in a statue, everybody fucking knows what it is. It's this heirloom of the Daimyo's family. I don't know if they're really aware that it is a time travel device until later. But in any case, it does become a major plot point of like, we got to get the freaking time travel lantern. But also, ah, explain this with science, Dave. They also had a prophecy written on a scroll depicting Ninja Turtles. Because the staff was already used before, the lamp, sorry, was already used way back in time, and they knew it was going to happen. So why don't the turtles remember it? Sorry, what? Why wouldn't the turtles remember that happening? I'm assuming there's not, like, two different sets of Ninja Turtles. It could have been used, like, it could be. It could be the Kappas from Japan. Your Honor, I think I just won this argument. <laughs> I, well, so, this is going to get really tricky with time travel, right? Because... Is it a different timeline? Are we seeing, like... Yeah, are we going to go down... Like, let's back up, guys. We don't need to go down a deep rabbit hole. This is just a fun movie. We don't need all the details there. But, Dave, they put it in the movie. Dave, they put this in the movie. So we have to acknowledge it. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) Uh, I I have a question for Dylan. Is the ideal TMNT film full of gratuitous violence? Do we really need to see Donatello's staff push a Foot Clan's eyeball out the back of his head? <laughs> yes, we do. I think that's... I mean, we'll think of the first one. First one, Splinter gets captured, full-on tortured um, by the Foot Clan. In the second one, they create these horrendous monsters. Uh, no one really gets murdered that... I'm, well, no, Shredder dies in the end. And, Just no- and he also yeah. kind of dies in the first one. But there, this one has like this one has scaled that back even further, going for like an even younger, more wussified child market. Is that a word you like, just coined? Wussified? Yeah. Can you please give me a full definition and use it in a sentence? Uh, yeah. Dave, like Dave, is such a wussified <laughs> bitch. Hard <laughs> <laughs> hitting facts. Yeah, I'll allow it. Um. Oh, okay. Judge, you <laughs> control this damn court. Yeah, I am controlling it right now. So we're going to move to our next case or... Wait, I've yeah. got one more question. How <laughs> yes. many of the turtles try to have sex with April O'Neil in this film? <laughs> no, Mikey tries to mate with Mitsu, the Japanese rebel leader. Um, and he's like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay behind in Japan. And Mitsu's like, um, I'm like not into that. Y- you can go back to New York. And he's like, wait for me. Um, 
No, they kind of just accept that April will not gangbang with them and <laughs> that she's going to hook up with Casey Jones. That's kind of... They've just been friend-zoned? Oh, yeah. It might be because they're giant turtles and not humans, but... Uh, so that brings up a question. Why didn't Casey Jones then go back in time to save April if they're in such a great relationship? They explain this. They're there because the four people from the past have to come to the future, right? They have to switch spots. So Casey had to make sure that nothing happened when they came to the present time. And he did it by showing them karaoke and hockey. Great. Couldn't couldn't Splinter have taken that responsibility? He's too old. What is Splinter doing in all of this? He is making fucking stupid one-liners the whole time. (laughs) Ah, cowabunga. Ah, Casey, I think you need to eat a pizza pie. He's horrible in this. He's not even like the sage sensei in this movie. He's just like... He's comedic relief in a movie that is 100% trying to make every character comedic relief. So it's literally non-stop. It's like, hey, dudes, how about some pizza? Oh, man, that's totally radical. Hey, what about... So every single character is doing that, which just there's no serious person. It just drives you insane. The only serious person is Casey. He's the only one that's very serious, and it's the only one that has... A great arc for the entire film. With that being said, Dave, uh, I'm going to throw the next case over to you because you mentioned that you did want to talk about Casey Jones, so please take it away. We're talking about his soul connection to Wit in 1606. Sure. (laughs) Okay, so the next scene, we're going to jump ahead. There's a lot of fun, goofy action, some great one-timers. They're great. And they're in the Rebel Village. And they're getting to know everyone. They're having a good time. They're making pizza. Like, what else do you really need? And Wit is there. He has befriended the turtles and April. And he's actually there on a secret mission. He's there to infiltrate the rebels and take the rebel leader, Mitsu? Yeah. I believe is her name. Prisoner. Back to Daimo. And so we learn about him in this scene. Uh, how dastardly dirty he is and how he's just full of anger and trying to take her away and do harm to the turtles. And it's, it shows a really dark and evil side to him. He has a knife out. He has a jerk throat. He's threatening everyone. And so he takes her away, kidnaps her, basically. And so we see a very dark episode of Wit, also known as Casey. And that's the scene that, that happens. And this is... What makes it a good movie? Yeah, remember, you were defending this movie. <laughs> we Is learned... The... Okay, sorry. This makes a good movie because we learn how Casey evolved with the next scene. Oh, okay. Except it's not Casey, it's Wit. Wit. Also known as Casey. Okay. So... They're, they're connected to their soul. Maybe just call him like Casey Jones 1606 or something like that. Um, I do have a quick question before uh, we have Dylan perform a rebuttal. How are people reacting to the turtles back in 1606 perfectly normal because kappas are a thing in ancient japan which uh, are a mythological creature from them okay so they're either good or bad or just kind of mischief so it fits the turtles perfectly so they're fine with it no questions asked but they don't see these people these creatures all the time they're mythological creatures yeah are we yeah but they popped out right now this is the legend they're living the legend, Matt. So when did they be... It's wonderful. It's fun. When did they be praised? And they're like... making pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel people would act very differently, like, if they were to see their mythical creatures finally appear, when they be praising them, starting, like, a new religion around them, something along those lines, rather uh, than just, no, like, they don't, nonchalantly. They don't, they don't view Kappas as, like, gods. They're just, like, a leprechaun, I guess, maybe, kind of. That's yeah, a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> They're both green. Okay, Dylan, do you want to provide your rebuttal? But you wouldn't worship a leprechaun. Everybody here saw a leprechaun say, hey. <laughs> hey. Okay, what do I even start? I guess I'll start with the leprechaun. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? So they are Kappas, but they freak out when they see the turtles initially. And they freak out for a little while. Like, they have multiple scenes where everyone just, like, screams looking at them. That is not true. And- they and go, and then it's done. They go, well, and then and they move the on. Guys, but the bad guys are convinced that they're suits of armor throughout, I'd say like half the movie, they still don't think it's actually real. 
until finally they he figured out the main bad guy um, Walker. Um, he figures out that they are real, but I, I guess they do kind of they do kind of accept that pretty quickly. Like, what is this? Horrible monster. It's a Kappa. Well, at least we have a name for it. That's <laughs> acceptable then. Um, so, yeah, so that's weird reaction. And what was the other part of this plot? Oh, that stupid kidnapping. Yeah, that was that was something. I still am not really sure or clear why they didn't just have Casey Jones go back in time too. Um, I guess he's funner in New York. And that is the only good part is watching the four honor guards run around New York and do crazy things because like nothing in Japan is fun. Like <laughs> all the good stuff that you remember from the first two, like I don't know what happened, but they just ran out of steam in this one, which I suppose is pretty common. Like think of Back to the Future, pretty much the exact same movie, just with Michael J. Fox instead of Turtles. But they just, you know, go to the Wild West, do the things that they did in the other ones. So this was them trying to capture some Back to the Future kind of vibe. And it worked out about as well as the third Back to the Future, which in many ways is like a very parallel film to this one. You also learn there's a slight connection. I believe this family is also turns into the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan. I believe that's the connection they slightly no, draw I, in. I think, it's, I think it's pronounced Foot. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that's the connection they make. Okay, that's that's interesting then, I guess. So let's move it over to the jury members again. Let's start with Matthew. Do you have any questions uh, based on this case? Okay, so on the last uh, the last point. So what about the implications of all the the actions that they make when they time travel back to Japan here? So did they create the Foot Clan, the Ninja Turtles? Did they create their own enemies in the future? Ooh. Diabolical, isn't it? Just time is not their friend. So did the, does, the, does the movie address this, or does it just kind of, like, not address it at all? Okay, you gotta... No, it's, it's when you watch it, the deep viewing. You need to really watch it to get They that. never address... I, you said that when you were watching. I watched. I did not see them ever connect that with the Foot Clan. Like, is there any outward That's sign? where those paintings come from. And with Shredder on the ground? Yeah. It's, with it's Shredder on the ground? For the future. Yeah, there's a guy in armor with the claws. He has like the the shredder helmet. This was on the the scribe that had the other kappas, like the Ninja Turtles on it. There was also a shredder drawn on it. Yeah, if you were paying attention to this great film, <laughs> you would have saw that. Well, Dave, I didn't watch it, so no, I'm talking <laughs> to Dylan. Okay, Dylan missed it. I was trying judge, to settle down. Stay in your to... judge position. <laughs> okay, so hang on. I'm learning about this movie. So there's evidence that this is the Foot Clan, and that who is the shredder? One of the future generations of it. Oh. This is the start. Okay. But would it be like a descendant of the daimyo? Yeah. That's where we get the whole ninja background from, right? Isn't the point of the movie that they defeated the daimyo? Oh, no. They defeat... Uh, Walker. <laughs> the Walker guy. He He's the only one... No, actually, we don't know. If he, he might be the only person that actually dies. Yeah, this movie is very film. averse. Very averse to, like, actually hurting or killing anyone. So, like... As with all these movies, like they do, they go out of their way to make sure that Leonardo and Raphael do not actually use their weapons in any way, except for the last, this Walker guy who it kind of can't decide who's the main antagonist if it's going to be the daimyo, because that's what it seems like initially. But then you realize that this Walker, this European pirate merchant guy, is kind of forced or pressuring the daimyo to do these shitty things because again the daimyo's son is with the rebels so i don't know that's why i find it weird that this becomes the foot clan because they're not the evil ones really it's the pirates that are the really bad guys so that's a complicated question i didn't see that what i did see was that casey jones had a seattle thunderbirds jersey on and he's a goalie and I have become convinced that he used to play in the WHL. There's, there's no way around it. He must have played in the WHL in the, in the 80s sometime, which is a cool little backstory. So I missed this stuff about the Foot Clan when I was doing my research on Casey Jones. All right. Let's hand over to the next question from Tom. What does it mean to be connected via your soul? And how can you explain that as significantly advanced technology and not just fucking magic? <laughs> well... The whole thing with his soul doesn't mean it's magic, Tom. It's just 
soul, the greater universe. Be one with yourself. That's magic. Not... <laughs> That's not good enough, Dave. <laughs> like at least yeah, there might be magic there. I'm not sure, but there's there's definitely a connection between Win and Casey. The connection being they're the same actor. That's no, it. no, Nothing no. Else. <laughs> More deep. Well, you, you learn. You said that Casey. You said that it was his great 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 grandfather or something along those lines, right? So it's blood. Yeah, blood related. Blood magic. Okay, yeah. Don't say magic. Okay, then. but you you just used the word magic. Maybe remove <laughs> soul connection. <laughs> yeah, let's remove soul connection, which is they're related via blood, and don't put magic in there. Also, <laughs> okay. Uh, you never know. Uh, Tom, do you have a follow-up or anything? Wait, what was the other question Tom had? Yeah. He had two in that one. He had a double question. Well, I mean, I, I want to know what it means to be connected via soul link, soul magic. And then I also want to hear... He do, he, the, the thing Wit does, like the stuff he does in his life, it affects Casey's life in the present. So he gets a scar on his cheek and then Casey gets a scar on his cheek? Yes, just like we learned from Mortal Kombat. That's true. That was a good documentary. Um, no, they don't. They're not the same person. <laughs> you can't say okay. they're not. You don't know for sure. Dave, that's like your second lie of this movie that Dylan has straight up called you out on. <laughs> but he can't prove they're not. But you just said, okay, so if Wit or Casey Jones from 1606 gets an injury, that Casey Jones in 1993 now has that same injury? I like. Is this like Luber? Not, not on his face, in his soul. It would be a soul injury. It's God. all about the soul. Come on, guys. Not How did the they use the abacus? Soul. Not once does the word soul appear in this movie. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> the defense is talking about. Anyways, let's, let's move on to the greatest scene of all. Sure. The, the, the whole climax, the big shebang. Do you want to bring it in or do you want me to? Uh, you better, because I have very spotty memory at this point. I'm pretty much checked out of the movie <laughs> after kind of getting the gist of the time travel. <laughs> so we're moving on, and the rebels are fully attacking the castle at this point. And they're going to go rescue their leader, Mitsu. And it is all the samurai versus the rebels, and they're all inside battling. It's, it's great. You see everyone Everyone's fighting. There's weapons flying. There's bodies flying. Some great little kung fu moves. So many one timers, like just one liners. Beautiful one liners. Oh, one liners. <laughs> I'm thinking hockey. I got too much hockey in my head right now. All the one liners yeah. are popping out. It's wonderful. And then we get the showdown between Leonardo and Lord Norinaga. Norinaga. I can't remember the Lord. Norinaga. It is Norinaga. And it's a great samurai battle. Like, swords are clashing, footwork's happening, there's movement all around, and Leonardo has the chance to kill him, but he doesn't, because he's a good guy. And he just chops off his top knot. I, I believe he kicks him, and he stumbles back, and they cut a rope, and a giant bell falls on him to capture him. And that yeah, basically and, and, ends the fight. And top knot is caught. a euphemism for a penis, so he... he... He, he neuters him. Yeah, that's, that's more deep viewing right there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this was a great scene with lots of action. One like bunch of one-liners. Like you, you can't go wrong. Everyone's happy. The kids are happy. The parents are happy with all the the great one-liners. They're all great dad jokes. You can't go wrong. And then the Europeans come in, guns ablazing, and they have them all surrounded. <laughs> and I believe it's uh, the Leonardo. He comes out. And he does the classic move. He calls the leader a chicken. And so everyone lowers their guns and it comes down to the leader of the pirates and Leonardo. And the, the leader of the European pirates decides to use a cannon to finally silence this, this, this turtle because he was called a chicken. Like, what else do you really need? It's, it's beautiful. And he goes up, lights the, the cannon. And being a turtle, he just goes into his shell, dodges it. Beautiful, perfect, can't ask for more. And in this process, he realizes he can't kill the turtles. They're just too good. And he makes a run for it. He grabs the lamp and starts running away. So the turtles chase him. It's a great chase scene. Music's lovely. It's just wonderful. 
and then the pirate to get away has a brilliant idea to throw the lamp uh, and he throws a perfect spin on this lamp it, it's flying through the air for about 30 seconds it's great toss <laughs> and so the turtles are distracted they have to get the lamp or else they can't go back to the future and this is where we learn that casey also known as wit has decided to be a good guy deep down he fought all those evil urges and he became a good guy he cuts the rope another rope to shoot a catapult and the catapult hits the pirate captain which sends him over the wall and that's when we learn casey's journey from being evil battling through all the dark days to come on top and be a good guy to join the ninja turtles and then so in the present that's why we casey joins with them Oh my god. Oh my god. That is such a bad interpretation. <laughs> so it was a beautiful once fight. Battle, once the battle is completely lost and he sees the writing is on the wall, the, the, the castle is overrun, the turtles have defeated the leader. That's when he decides to be a good guy. He, he joined them before. When the pirates came in, that's when he joined them. Oh. And then he does the you probably cheer for can. Italy in the world wars. Because <laughs> <laughs> he does, he, it's like, like Casey, he does the final step. Also, the, the, cannon, can't the do. catapult does not hit the man. It hits a post near him because they can't even show that. So it hits a post near him and then he falls. And you don't really get a clear vision if he dies. I mean, the implication is that he did, but. Man, he disappears. Not. There's no splash. He just winks out of existence existence maybe he tried travel he's dead (laughs) i wish i could show this scene to you guys because you guys would just be floored about how amazing it is oh we'll take a look we'll take a look after we'll take a look after cinematography the lighting's great music's great choreography is great for the fight the one-liners like writing is perfect your honor i need i need like five minutes of uninterrupted just (laughs) bashing of this scene because it's so bad okay let me let me just start with a question, Dave, Feudal no. Japan, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What's one thing you would kind of expect to see when those two a samurai theme- battle between maybe, Leonardo maybe and not the samurai, Lord? And we not saw samurai. that it was beautiful. What other important warrior classes exist in ancient or in feudal Japan that would be kind of tied to a story about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I'm still sticking with samurai with Leonardo with his sword. Why would they not incorporate ninjas in any way, shape, or form into this? It's because you don't see them. They're that sneaky. Well, the Ninja Turtles aren't that sneaky. (laughs) That's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) We have reached the pinnacle of arguments. There is no coming back from that. Oh, my God. Oh, God. You know what? I think it somehow is your fault, Dave. <laughs> somehow, some way, this movie made when you were five years old, this is somehow tied to you personally. Um, second thing, um, as we all know, we need to be raising our kids to become good used salesmen, and that joke makes sense if you follow Canadian politics. Car, so car salesman, that, I believe. Yeah, used car salesman. Um, so the fact that all of Japan's troubles are laid on the white European colonists, just classic liberal propaganda, and I don't think we should be teaching kids that way. How are they going to sell used cars if they, if they think that they're heroes, the Ninja Turtles, and the bad guy are all the white guys? Like, it's, it's terrible. Also, Corey Feldman voices Donatello, and it's infuriating. He has the dumbest voice out of the four, and he's supposed to be the smart one. That's some harsh judgment right there. <laughs> it's true though. Corey Feldman's voice is like it's design it's it's a very specific kind of voice, and it is really aimed at being kind of like surfer California dude, which would work. Oh, you're for saying like surfers same- can't be smart, Dylan? Yeah, I'm saying surfers are all dumb. Every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> And Isn't I, Adam a surfer? <laughs> Man, are you calling the judge dumb right now? Yes. Judge, yes, are you going to take that? <sighs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's wrap up this rebuttal. <laughs> okay, anyway, the, the end scene was terrible. The, the double switcheroo was stupid. I still don't understand the soul connection. I really just think there are two characters played by the same actor because they just 
they wanted to have Casey Jones in Feudal Japan, but they'd somehow written him to need to be in New York. Dumb movie. Let's go on to final statements. Yeah, but before we do that, I'm going to hand it over to the jury members to ask uh, just another... No, I think we should just go right to the closing statements and get get a verdict. Or we can follow the structure and have the jury members (laughs) ask a couple questions, and then we'll go into closing statements. This is what juries do in regular trials, right? (laughs) Yeah. No comment. Yes. (laughs) Tom, would you like to lead? Dave, you've said multiple times that we can't ask for more from this movie. (laughs) Is this actually the most perfect film ever made? (laughs) I wouldn't say that, but it's probably the top 10 films you should watch. You guys should definitely watch this film. Could you rank the... Could you no, no, I just say top ten. That's all I'm gonna Godfather, say. Godfather, Lawrence of Arabia, Shawshank Redemption, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in there. Three. <laughs> all right, so it's perfect in Dave's eyes. Matthew, do you have any following up questions? Why is why is the daimyo so bad? Why are they fighting him in the first place? Uh, I don't really remember. He is. Why are they rebelling against him? What's the point of the movie? Is this really? Yeah. <laughs> I actually, we just kind of get dropped into it, and no it's comment. like it's already just going on. Like it's just like he just gets worse over time, but he's already like obviously pissed off a large contingent of people. So, so he's Why already not large. Though? Let's get real here. I mean, there's like enough to defeat him. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. So he's 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 bad. Maybe taxation or something. Who knows? But he's not a good leader, and it just gets worse because of Walker, who influences him to like burn down villages, punch kids, and like <laughs> steal. There is steal no lines. kid punching. I think there was well, a kid pizza making. Punched. It was in the background with the they ninjas. Pizza together. And it's a great family moment, showing that you should cook food with your kids. Who's who's making the pizza? This is 16th, 17th century. Mikey the kid. Okay. Yeah. And he fucks it up and he burns it. (laughs) Yeah, he's Michelangelo. That's what he does. That's his role. It's it's his one character. That's also the only pizza. That's the only pizza in the whole movie. Unless there's something in the beginning. I can't remember. No, you say that's a very, that's a very important thing. Important item for the turtles. So, okay. I mean, it's, it's literally, it's literally the only character trait of Michelangelo that I'm aware of is that he likes pizza. That and nunchucks. Actually, but, yeah. yeah. But the yeah, rest of them actually... also like pizza, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they all like pizza, but Michelangelo's, like, really upfront and annoying about it. Like, guys, it's I his entire personality. Pizza. <laughs> yeah. Man, what a, what a multi-dimensional character. <laughs> oh, what more I've do got you want, one... What more do you want? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's flawless in Dave's eyes right now. Uh, Tom, last question, and then we're going to go into closing statements. Do we learn anything new about the turtles in this film? No, we only learn about Casey. And his soul magic. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm satisfied. All right, thank you for that. Let's start with Dylan for closing statements. So Dylan, please go ahead. Bebop, Rocksteady, Krang... Baxter Stockman, the Technodrome, Shredder, the Foot Clan, all these awesome things associated with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that was not in this movie. This is the height of TMNT commercialization, which meant there were literal concerts with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, i.e. guys in costumes singing original songs about being Ninja Turtles. With 20,000 screaming kids at these events. You can go on YouTube and you can watch them. So, like, they could not be more famous at this point. And going to that concert would honestly be better than watching this piece of shit. Um, <laughs> in, the f- in the first movie, Splinter is tortured by the Foot Clan. And Casey Jones murders Shredder, or at least we think he does, by crushing him in a garbage truck. Super gritty. Like, it's not gratuitous violence, but it's at least got an edge to it. It's in New York, the streets of New York, so it's kind of got this this really cool ambiance to it. So in the sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, how to explain it. Um, Your Honor, have you ever seen a turtle get down? <laughs> Can, what, what do you mean by a turtle getting down, Dylan? I'll, I mean, like, I bet the defense has never even been slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Because in The Secret of the Ooze... Vanilla Ice was here with the new Jack Groove. Iceman, Your Honor, you know I'm not playing. Devastating the show while the turtles are saying. 
This movie, <laughs> they try to do that and they just get nothing. So then this piece of shit where there's no hip hop, there's no skateboards, practically no pizza, no sewers really except the beginning. Uh, it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Tokugawa Shogunate are trying to be mashed together and it just, it does not work. All of what makes TMNT great, they lost in this movie, which is pretty obvious why they didn't make a fourth one. I rest my case. Thank you. Thank you for that, Dylan. Dave, your closing statement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you he, did, he couldn't understand slamming and jamming. <laughs> <laughs> you stumped him. You did. This movie, it takes a step out of its comfort zone, which I give it great props. But like we're there just for a good time. This movie is for the inner kid. If you don't want to have an inner kid in you, you should just leave. Just just give up. <laughs> Everyone needs that inner kid in their body. And this movie brings it out. It's Are we not doing fun. phrasing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and this is fun for everyone. It's just, it's a fun time. And then you should watch it because you learn a lot about Casey. And that's the main part. Main point. Okay, thank you for that, Dave. Since we have an extra member of the jury this week, we're going to be following the rules that the party must come to a unanimous decision where each member of the jury will have to convince the other members and we will decide if this movie is something we should watch or something that we should disregard. So I'm going to let Tom start. Tom, convince us if you are going to watch or not watch this movie. I'll convince you if I'm going to watch or not watch it? Okay, well, I'll do my best. Uh, <laughs> I will watch it. Well, my job here is done. Bicker amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'm not All convinced. Right, Matthew, yeah, Matthew, that's a Wait, hard act Does that to mean follow. I have to watch it? Well, I don't so this is going to be unanimous. So, hold on. Okay, so we know what you're deciding on. Uh, the way that this is going to work is we have to vote as a group if we're going to watch it or not. So Tom has said yes. You clearly said no. Do you want to say why you're not going to watch it? And this is if uh, this is based on the evidence that was provided in this court. So, I mean, Dave said it was a, a robin fun time, and I have seen no evidence of fun whatsoever at all. They I made was, pizza. They made pizza yeah. in Japan. One time. Like, one-liners. I'm just going to watch they shouldn't this. have. I'll just watch the second one again. Yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't take place in feudal Japan. The most I, magical of all areas. <laughs> And I was what, when when I heard we were doing this movie and I watched the trailer and I said, oh, boy. And I, I saw that they're in Japan and they have those samurai outfits and there's Splinter's racist accent. And I'm like, oh, boy, are we going to have to cancel the Ninja Turtles in the year 2020? <laughs> Is this like I used to think that I like the Ninja Turtles, so I don't want to have it be. Ruined. <laughs> so that's why I'm just going to yeah. choose that this doesn't exist at all keep it well, in the when past. we're done this we'll watch we'll watch the ninja rap and it'll all come flooding back to your, your fond that, memories of yeah this. that will cheer you up go ninja go ninja go 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 ninja go ninja go 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 all right tom would you like to follow that up saying that you're going to watch it or has walker convinced you that no this is not something that you'll enjoy your Honor, I want to know more about soul, uh, soul magic. I think that there's, you know, an untapped potential here for us to learn more about what the nature of time travel is. This is something unique in this film that's not presented anywhere else, if we're going to believe Dave and what he said. And it's really important that we get to the bottom of it. And if we don't watch the film, we have no hope of understanding exactly what it means to bridge the gap from past and present, this guy and that guy, who also happen to look exactly the same. Does the, if, if we don't watch, we'll never know. Soul does technology. The, does, the, does the movie soul get technology. to the bottom of that too? The movie doesn't get to the bottom of jack shit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to say that Dave was actually severely confused <laughs> with describing soul connections. So, uh, he's definitely so I don't got think concussion-like symptoms or something's going on with <laughs> So I don't think it's a valid thing to say why you want to watch this movie because I don't think it exists in this movie based on what we've heard well, from both parties. That's just like your opinion man <laughs> and it's not his fault <laughs> uh so tom you're still sticking with you are going to watch this movie yeah i am changed my view uh matthew i i don't we gotta hear from you though yeah for myself so, yeah judge yeah there's a lot of finger pointing here but you haven't said you anything be in there too buddy yeah. no no i i will gladly state my opinion i will not be watching this movie uh based on the evidence that dylan has provided this sounds awful this sounds just like a child's movie and 
watching it now at our age, I, I don't think I could watch it for five minutes just because of the sense of humor that they have in this movie. I, I would probably just turn it off. So are you saying that you're too good for this film? No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to say that you have no inner child, this, Adam. This movie, you're soulless. this movie, I would have enjoyed it when I was like five or eight. And I probably did enjoy it. I have a like a fond memory of the Ninja Turtles. I actually spent like four or five hours researching Ninja Turtles this week. <laughs> I went down yeah. a dark rabbit hole, guys. We'll discuss this later because I think they Ninja actually had turtle di- porn. Yeah. yeah well, uh, <laughs> no, I think they I had they I think they had different intentions for what the third movie was supposed to be based on how Secret of the Ooze was. But they went into this different direction because we had Back to the Future 3 and they saw how well that was doing. And they just wanted to dumb it down, make it for kids at that early age and to get as many action figures out of there. So, again, I'm not going to watch this because I want to hold that memory of Ninja Turtles in my head and I don't want it to be ruined. Just make so make you... Tom just make Tom watch one of these turtle <laughs> concerts if he if he demands to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great time. Okay. I love live music. There we go. That's the alternative. Okay, so Matthew and I say no, Tom says yes, but that's majority rules. Tom, I'm going to force you to no, watch. No, 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 no. Turtle you just concert. changed the fucking. <laughs> yeah, you just had a unanimous decision. You, you, know, you, you do not have the authority down. to make me do anything, goddammit. I do not recognize the authority of this court unless I'm the judge, in which case. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, I do believe that although I, I do want to know more about soul magic and uh i would like to see a supercut of just the japanese guys running around new york doing their thing that sounds like a more entertaining movie to me i agree uh i do not believe this movie is worth of viewing we should forget it okay we should wipe it from our minds all right that's that's a compromise we're willing to take thank you tom matthew myself we are all voting no on watching this movie so there we go. That concludes the riveting case of the People vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. It's clear that TMT 3 was a fun time movie during our childhood, but after a close rewatch, after three decades later, it's, it's a turd right now. So thank you for listening. The court is now closed. And with that, the court is adjourned. Come back next time for a new trial with new litigants in the never-ending parade of schlock that is Grindhouse Courthouse. Motherfuckers.